Hello everyone, I'm Colin Struckman bringing you the first ever episode of Strucky Sports Talk, a sports podcast that will discuss the local sports teams such as the Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, URI Rams basketball, and PC for Irish basketball. We'll also cover the NFL and college football. In my Instagram stories, you can submit questions the day before the following episode that will be answered on the show, but I'll save that for the next episode. Now it's time to talk some Red Sox. The Sox are coming off a series with the Orioles, taking an embarrassing one out of three from Baltimore. The Sox narrative of inconsistent starting pitching held true during the series between division foes. In horrific fashion, Boston lost 11-2 on Friday night, as David Price took the loss, going four innings, giving up six runs on eight hits, walking one, and giving up two home runs. Price has had a great season so far, but this is not a good sign as the Sox struggle to search for answers to their pitching. The offense bounced back on Saturday night as Boston won 17-6, scoring 17 runs on 17 hits, including 5 home runs, two of which came off the bat of Jackie Bradley Jr. The bullpen put together four scoreless innings in relief of Rick Porcello, who gave up 6 runs in 5 innings. The bullpen has been a huge weakness for the Sox this season, but this is a good indication even against the last place Orioles. Now let's transition to Sunday afternoon, the rubber match in Baltimore. Former Oriole and recently acquired Andrew Kashner took the hill against his former ball club. Unfortunately, his former teammate Trey Mancini hit two home runs off of him en route to a 5-0 shutout and a series victory over the Sox. The next 13 games are against the Rays, who are in second place in the AL East, and the Yankees, who lead the division. This is a pivotal time for the Sox to make hay in the division and take charge in the AL wildcard race. On today's episode, we have Trey Weston on the pod to discuss the rising success of his podcast, Trey Talk. It is my pleasure to welcome on Trey Weston as the first ever interview on Strucky's Sports Talk. How are you doing today, Trey? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's going to be a great show there. So let's start off with kind of how you got into the podcasting business. So, I mean, honestly, it just started with an idea. I always kind of had this name, Trey Talk, and I never really knew what it meant. And as I started going to broadcasting camps, I went to play-by-play camp. I went to Walter Cronkite camp down in Arizona at the Arizona State Camp. It's a wonderful camp for those of you that are interested in doing this. And I realized as I was at that camp that they were talking about the medium podcasting. And they said this is a new medium that's just kind of going on the, you know, kind of on the rise. And... A lot of the older people, they don't really know about podcasts. Yeah. If you talk to your parents about sometimes, like I know I talked to my parents, they were a little unsure on it. But it's something that's really good for getting your ideas out. And that's kind of how it started. I just, you know, learned about it through camp and just kind of went with it. What experience kind of helped you kickstart your career? So, yeah, as I said, pretty much the camps 
and just the fact that I know I want to be in this business, so I've just been inspired even just by watching Sports Center and seeing them talk about sports. I'm like, why not do it on a podcast? And I don't only talk about sports. I do spend the majority of it about sports, but there's also some entertainment stuff in there. So for those of you that might check it out, you know, I talked to a guy from Bulgaria who I actually met on one of my flights, which is pretty interesting stuff. You know, he just tells a story of what it's like to live in Bulgaria and it brings a lot of different listeners in. So so you're from Missouri. Mm-hmm. So being a Blues fan, how did it feel as a fan for the team to finally win their first ever Stanley Cup? So honestly, when the series started, I was very conflicted because my dad is from Rhode Island and, you know, born and raised here, went to Rogers High School. And, you know, I was from St. Louis. I was born in St. Louis, but my dad always raised me a Bruins fan. So it definitely was hard throughout the series. Of course, all my friends are Blues fans, too. So every time I go with my friends, I would always be the guy that's just kind of quiet for both teams because I don't want to show favoritism to either team. But when it was all said and done, I was really excited to see the Blues win. You know, it was good for the, to see the Blues because you never know what's going to happen with this Blues team. I mean, it was unbelievable what they did. Yeah, they were in last place. The last and place, came all the yeah, way to came all win the, way the Stanley back, Cup. Yeah, so kind of one of those worst-to-first moments. So I just thought that was great. I mean, it was like, how can you not love the Blues? I think even some of the Bruins fans weren't too Yeah, I got to admit, yeah. you know, you got to tip your cap to the Blues. It was difficult as a Bruins fan, kind of exactly. hard to swallow. Yeah. But congratulations to the city of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And it's truly an amazing accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that was very, you know, exciting for St. Louis fans. I wanted to get to the parade, but unfortunately it was out of town. But, yeah, it was it was good. But if it would have been the Red Sox or the Patriots, I definitely would have had to go with those teams. But yeah. it was just the fact that the Blues, you know, it's hard for them. I feel like we won't see them in the Stanley Cup again for a while. So we'll see. I mean, you never know. Hockey is so hard to repeat in hockey. Yeah. So you don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much So you've gone to the Super Bowl before. Could you kind of, like, explain to everyone what that experience is like? Wow, so the Super Bowl, well, I mean, it, it was crazy. So at first, you know, the playoffs were going on, and every year they say Tom Brady's done. They say the, the Patriots aren't going to do it, and, you know, sadly we lost Gronkowski. That was a very emotional day for me when we retired. We're hearing that he might come back, but... He looks like he's 10 pounds lighter, and it just seems like... Seems like have, an end of an era. Yeah, it seems like we're going to have to live in a row without Gronkowski. Certainly a Hall of Famer, though. We'll probably, yeah, definitely a Hall of Famer, and we'll definitely be seeing him in some movies in the next, you know, couple months. Probably He'll probably be in some movie. Maybe he'll be like The Rock one day. But, yeah. But um, how can you not love Gronkowski? But anyway, it was, like I said, just kind of something that we talked about, you know, just kind of for laughs, and... Not to make this too long, but just to sum up the trip, and, you know, I also have been to some events before the Super Bowl. I've been to the 2009 MLB All-Star Game. I went to the 2013 World Series when the Red Sox and Cardinals duked it out, and I think you remember that with the Koji Uehara yeah. pickup. Yeah, it was definitely a crazy moment. I remember a lot of Cardinals fans were frustrated that night. And on that night, I met John Lester... And uh, a couple other Red Sox players saw David Ortiz walk right by and almost got Pedroia's autograph, but the starstruck hit me. Yeah, and, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it'd be very cool to meet Dustin Pedroia, yeah, but... Yeah, that would have been awesome. But yeah, just 
I mean, like I said, it was just something that we talked about, and then eventually they made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and it was Eagles versus Patriots. My dad was like, all right, this might be our last chance to see Brady and Gronk. And yeah. It turns out it probably was our last chance to see Brady and Gronk. So we got in the car. We fought very snowy conditions. We headed to the Super Bowl, and under my all my Patriots stuff was a Todd Gurley jersey. And that really helped me out because the StubHub event that they were having was – Todd Gurley, he was actually at that event, and I was the last person, and they almost shut, they were going to close the, uh, like, they had, like, a little gate to get in to mm. meet him, and they were going to close the gate, and I said, wait, 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 I have a Todd Gurley jersey on, you can't do that, and they were like, well, there's no way, they were laughing at me, they was like, there's no way, I took off everything, and they saw a Todd Gurley shirt, they let me in, I got Todd Gurley. It's a pretty rewarding feeling. So, that's pretty much the only thing I remember from that night because, of course, the Patriots lost. Yeah. And, you know, that the rest is just, I mean, the Philly special and the the, Philly, the Eagles fans are completely obnoxious, in my opinion. But <laughs> I'll never forget that Tiger moment and just spending some time with my dad. So that was that was great stuff. Yeah. So let's kind of transition to your move to Rhode Island yeah. and, like, your thoughts of Portsmouth High School. So, you know, anytime you move your senior year, and you go into a new situation, it definitely is challenging. But, you know, I met people like you and other people that made the move a lot easier. So that was good. And then my background, I know pretty much, you know, a good amount of stuff about Rhode Island just from my dad, you know, him growing up here. So that helped a lot. And as I said, you know, just meeting good people. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much yeah, I think everyone's willing to, you know, welcome you to Rhode exactly, Island. Yeah, it's a very, right. you know, warm environment Definitely, at our school. Yeah. So I couldn't Do you think you have a career in broadcasting or podcasting? Uh definitely yeah, I definitely think I do. And I was even more inspired by meeting Chris Miles, who is he works for NBC Washington and he also works for NBA T V and I got to sit in and watch him do a show live. And yeah, I definitely wanna do this, you know. I'm gonna hopefully one day I wanna be broadcasting baseball games. Hopefully I'll have Joe Buck. Yeah, that, that's the dream. Yeah, yeah that, that's everybody's dream. You know, to be calling the Road Series on Fox or doing the Olympics or being like a Mike Tirico. So that's definitely my goal, and I think this is a good stepping stone for anybody that wants to be a future broadcaster. What advice do you have for future podcasters, or what advice? Did you wish you knew before you started? So my advice for future podcasters is just, you know, just speak up, you know, and really refine your craft and just keep working at it. It's going to be discouraging sometimes. Sometimes people are going to cancel on you. And, I mean, it's even happened to me with the podcast I run now. I had a Division One basketball player that I was in contact with, and they were playing in the NIT tournament. I wanted to get him on the show, and unfortunately, he canceled me at the very, very last minute. I was just getting my mic set up and all that. So stuff like that's going to happen, and it can be kind of frustrating. Sometimes your ratings will go up, ratings will go down. But I think as long as you have the heart, as long as you've got the desire, and you just keep working at it, keep meeting new people, keep building connections. I think that's the biggest thing to being a successful podcaster. Thank you for your time, Trey. It was a pleasure having you uh, on my show today, and good luck with your podcast, Trey Talk, which you should...
which you should definitely check out and you can find on Spotify. Next up, I'd like to recap the Bruins' moves in free agency this offseason. GM Don Sweeney retained forward Danton Heinen, who signed a two-year contract with a cap hit of $2.8 million, and is signed throughout the 2020-2021 season. In my opinion, this is an absolute steal because Heinen has proven he can play alongside Bergeron and Marchand on the first line if needed. He totaled 34 points in Boston this season with 11 goals and 23 assists. They also retained defenseman Connor Clifton, who was signed to a three-year extension with a $1 million annual cap hit. Clifton stepped up when the defense core was hurt during the regular season and earned a spot onto the playoff roster, where he comfortably played in the Stanley Cup Final as a young 24-year-old defenseman. Thank you for listening to this great first episode of Starkey Sports Talk, and a very special thanks to Trey for coming on to join me today. On the next episode, I'll recap the latest Red Sox series with the Rays and Yankees, the Celtics moves in free agency, and how they stack up with the other teams in the Eastern Conference, and the Bruins' key departures this offseason. I hope you join me next time, and I'll see you guys later. In honor of the great new movie yesterday, Here's some Beatles music as a send-off.